Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We encourage everyone to learn more. We work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here. Starting a new series on the destiny of believers. And the first thing I think that we need to sort out is making sure that we understand the difference between the intermediate state and the eternal state when we're talking about the life hereafter. Essentially, the difference between those two is asking the question, where do people go when they die today? And where will we end up for eternity? The reason that's important is there are actually two different answers to two different questions. The intermediate state is where people go when they die now. The eternal state is where people will end up as believers when God has actually finished new creation, new heavens, new earth, etc. That involves resurrection. That involves bodies. So, talking about where we're going to be in the intermediate state and where we're going to be eternally, there are some very big differences. Are we just going to be present in spirit, or are we going to be embodied? It differs depending on which of those you're looking at. So the first thing I want to do is look at just a little bit at the intermediate state to get a little bit of an idea of what that will be like according to what we see in Scripture. There are different views on this, so I'm taking a particular view. One of the views that is out there is essentially called soul sleep. And this is the idea that when people die, they essentially have no recollection of anything whatsoever until they are suddenly present with God in eternity. Uh, So they're asleep, then they're resurrected, boom, that's it. And that's not the view that I take. Uh, I think there are definitely a, a few reasons not to take that view. One of them is that, as far as I can tell, it seems to be a more recent view. This is something that's taken on by Seventh-day Adventists, and some others within uh, Christian circles that uh, really uh, take that on and, and maybe don't even necessarily know where it comes from, but just consider that to be something that makes sense. But there are a few reasons in Scripture why I don't really think that's the case. The first is that when Paul describes what it means to die right now, he describes it as being absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. He doesn't really seem to make any kind of a distinction like saying, well, when you're absent with the body, you won't know it, but you'll be present with the Lord, or you won't be anywhere at all, but then eventually you'll just know that you're present with God. No, no, he just says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the most natural reading of that, I think, is to say exactly that, that when we die, we are then spiritually in the presence of God in heaven, in his court. So I I think that's the most natural way to read 2 Corinthians 5.8. Then we have Hebrews 12.1. In Hebrews 12.1, we have this famous passage where Paul, or author of Hebrews, depending on kind of where you go with that, is talking about the great cloud of witnesses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. People differ on whether these witnesses 
are, in fact, saints that have died before the return of Christ. Um, but I think it's the most straightforward reading of the text again to say we are actually surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, angels, and people that have gone before us in the faith, and yes, they see what happens on earth. Yes, they're actually in the presence of God. That means they're in his heavenly court. That means they're in the place where God is making things happen. He is making decisions. He is making decrees. He is having people, uh, he is having angels do his bidding. Uh, to be in his heavenly court is not a state where you're going to be asleep like Sleeping Beauty and then suddenly wake up. It's not something where I think you're blind to what's going on on earth. I think they actually do see what happens here. And that shapes, I think, our understanding of how we see ourselves, and I think it can help us to understand a little bit more of one of the reasons that we need to actually take it seriously and behave. The next passage, um, and this is actually later on in Hebrews 12, I think this gives clarity to what the author was actually thinking in verse 1, talking about the great cloud of witnesses, because we have this. Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. But you have now come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, or the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You have now come. That is present tense. This is talking about what happens in our worship of God corporately as the body of Christ. We enter in to the heavenly court. That probably blows people's minds if they're not really used to thinking about it that way. But that is essentially how the Bible looks at our worship. And when you think about that and you start to read through that list of things, you have entering into thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. The church of the firstborn are believers. Christ is the firstborn among many brothers. Early on in Hebrews, we see it actually talking about Christ bringing many sons, many brothers, many brothers and sisters to glory, that he is the one that redeems us. So the church of the firstborn are the people that are co-heirs with Christ, as Paul puts it in Romans 8. They are the ones that are brought to glory, as we see earlier on in Hebrews. This is talking about believers. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. What does that mean? What could it possibly mean except to the spirits of righteous people who are in the presence of God, who have been brought to their final purpose, to perfection, right? We tend to think of perfection purely in moral terms, so sinless, but I think there's more to it than that. I think this is more really talking about them being brought more to the purpose they were created for, that we were created for, and that is what we will experience when we are in the same place. So those are a few thoughts about the intermediate state. Next week, what we're going to do is we're going to start talking about what life will be like in the eternal state. And I think this is really important to get this right, because if we get it right, then we're actually giving people the hope that the Bible teaches them. This gives them hope in the midst of suffering. It gives them hope in the midst of weighing the cost and the benefits of following Christ. We need to give people the hope that Scripture actually teaches. 
So I want to be very careful about approaching this, and uh, hopefully you'll really see the hope that we have is perhaps greater than we have generally understood in the church. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review on all the different podcast apps and YouTube and uh, anywhere that you actually consume this podcast or see us post on social media. That helps to make a difference so that we can get the word out and share this with people to help Christians become equipped to share the gospel effectively with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets. Raise the